0: And this Bible study we're looking at a biblical declaration in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs twenty three, verse eighteen, which says surely there is an end. And this is study number three. Let me read this verse again. Proverbs twenty three eighteen, for surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. In our last study we we're looking at three main things that the Bible has to say about the end of the world. Number one, we know from the Bible the world will end. This sin curse earth and universe and the unsaved of the world will be destroyed. There's no question, no doubt, no other possibility then utter destruction. That's what the Word of God, the Bible, declares throughout. Very consistently, without any hesitation, God says here in this verse, which fits and is in agreement with everything else in the Bible, Surely there is an end. Secondly, we saw and discussed in our last study, that the Bible speaks of certain characteristics of the end of the world that only God could know and only God could describe because he knows the end from the beginning. He has seen what the world would be like uh, from his uh, vantage point of being an infinite God, of inhabiting eternity and and knowing all things. And therefore, as he Uh, had seen from the beginning, the end, he's able to write down in his word, in the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, very detailed descriptions of the character of the end time generation, or what the world will be like when we reach the time of the end. Anyone reading Romans chapter 1, towards the end of the chapter... Would be amazed that it's like reading the things that are going on daily in our modern newspapers. It describes the wickedness, the evil that God has given man up to, and man thinks he's making some sort of progress, evolving in some way, and yet there's no progress at all. It's not evolution. It is the wrath of God, the judgment of God, that man is losing sight of the ability to discern good from evil, right from wrong. And so man does things today very seriously, very earnestly. The highest courts in the land have the case come before them. What should we decide concerning men marrying men or women marrying women And they give their understanding, and it becomes the law of the land, that this is a legal thing. It's sort of the government and the supreme courts of many nations, I think up to 23 nations, have permitted gay marriage. Where they are making declaration, we can find no fault in this, it seems to be a good thing. That's what things that are lawful are saying, there's nothing wrong it's nothing bad. Certainly you may marry and, and, and yet they do this. And here we read in Romans one that God at the time of the end gives man up to the particular sin of homosexuality in a way that the world had never been given up to it before. And, and so it's really all in keeping with the character of the end of the world. A spiritual darkness has come upon the earth. A thick darkness that might be felt. And it it affects the understanding of mankind. As God says in Ephesians chapter 4, and verses 17 and 18, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth... Walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darken, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. So when God put out the light of the gospel on May 21, 2011, in the world, we would expect the unsaved people of the world to be in darkness. And an indicator of the darkness is when their understanding is darkened. That is, they cannot tell the difference between right and wrong. More and more. For instance, and, uh, you know, e-Bible fellowship is not political in any way. We do not crusade or take sides or anything like that. But these things are significant and need to be discussed because they're characteristic of the darkness that has overtaken the world in these days after the tribulation. Just think that here we have learned, as it's been uncovered in recent times, that there's an industry, the abortion industry, that are selling baby parts. They're killing the children legally they they have the government's blessing the government also gives them funds and they kill the children and now they're dissecting the babies and selling them and there's no outrage or it, it it's all normal course how could any civilization if you want to call it a civilization, that any one would do such a thing, it is certainly uncivilized, that it's the most horrendous thing imaginable. Yet, how could it be so acceptable unless the understanding of man was darkened in their ignorance? They can't tell. They really, truly cannot tell. They have no idea. This is, this is wrong, apparently. At least intellectually, consciously, deep down, we all know it's wrong and evil. But man has been brought to such a point of spiritual darkness that his understanding is is being lost. He cannot tell the difference in moral matters between right and wrong. And this is characteristic of the end of the world. It's characteristic of the last generation. Well, we, we know the Bible says there's definitely an end. We know the Bible describes what the end will look like as far as that last evil generation. And God's people realize, yes, there's an end. And yes, we are the generation where well, there's no question, no doubt. Uh, everything fits, the fallen away apostate church, the tremendous increase in evil in the nations of the world. And then there's just a third matter of exactly when. What day would it be? And, and that's really what the major question is and has been, on which day? And and so God's people continue to search the Bible and it so happens that the Lord has opened up a biblical calendar of history that has been available for some time now. And as the Lord's people have studied the biblical calendar of history that, uh, Mr. Camping was given understanding of and, and God opened up his eyes, and then Mr. Camping wrote the book Adam when, which laid out this biblical calendar, showing we can know the very date of creation, 11,013 B.C., the date of the flood, 4990 B.C., and many other key dates of central biblical characters and important biblical events, such as the Exodus and when David became king, when the foundation of Solomon's temple was laid, all the dates for the kings of Judah and Israel, all the dates of the judges, and, and so forth, all the way down to the birth of Christ, to the crucifixion of Christ, we have the exact dates, the exact years, sometimes the very day that it happened. We know By God's grace, because he has revealed a biblical calendar and it has been shown to be accurate, precise, and definite concerning these dates. And therefore, when we take the biblical calendar and we project the dates into the New Testament age, into our time, which would be called a time path, we find that it lands on dates that fit the other characteristics that indicate the end of the world. What I mean is, from creation in 11,013 B.C., if we go, as the Bible indicates in several places, that the world will continue for 13,000 years. Um, The 13 times around Jericho, and then the walls fall down, is a picture of that. Um, There's numerous other bits of information, pieces of information, that point to 13,000 years of history. And when we go from 11,013 BC, 13,000 years, it brings us to the year 1988 the 13,000th year of earth's history. And in that year, the day before Pentecost, the Bible indicates the church age came to an end. In the 13,000th year, the time of the end of the world began, and the end of the church age was when God began the end time phase of his judgment. Really, the end of the world started on May 21, 1988. That was the end of the church age when judgment began at the house of God. That was the time when the great tribulation began. And so we, we have that 13,000th year, which is a very key, very important date from the creation. and And then as we look at the biblical calendar of history... We see that God began the church age on the day of Pentecost, and every Pentecost for 1,955 years throughout the New Testament church age was a sort of renewal of the church age. Because the Holy Spirit was poured out on that day, God began to bring in the first fruits on that day, but then on May 21, 1988, the day before the day of Pentecost, God ended the church age so it would not be renewed once again the following day. And and He started the final judgment beginning at the house of God. Judgment begins at the house of God. God came to visit the congregations, found they were unfaithful, removed His Holy Spirit, and And stop saving people in all the churches of the world. And then the Bible speaks of 2,300 evening mornings from the book of Daniel. And this 2,300 days fit in with the first part of the Great Tribulation. From that May 21 uh, beginning date, 1988, it went to September 7th, 1994, And for that 2300-day period, virtually no one was saved anywhere in the world, no one at all within any church. And then on the first day of the Hebrew seventh month, in a jubilee year, as 1994 was a jubilee year, it was the 40th jubilee since Christ was born in 7 BC, also a jubilee year. And at the uh, beginning of that jubilee, as a the um, commencement or the declaration of a jubilee would always be on the first day of the seventh month with the blowing of the trumpet. And it was as though the trumpet blew as the second jubilee, really, spiritually, as the first identified with the entire church age. But now in this jubilee year, as God had ended the pouring out of the Holy Spirit in the churches and congregations with that 2300-day period, now it was another inauguration. It was another beginning, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to save people outside of the churches called the latter rain. And it began on a significant day, that first day of the seventh Hebrew month, September 7th, 1994, in a Jubilee year, and would continue 6,100 days until May 21, 2011, May 21, 2011, which was the 8,400th day overall of the Great Tribulation, and it was the exact 23rd year of the Great Tribulation, because... The Great Tribulation began May twenty one, eighty eight, and concluded on May 21, 2011. We can see how exactly it was 23 years. Exactly it was 8,400 days. And the biblical calendar was being laid out at a time, beginning in that 13,000th year of verse history, and it mapped out perfectly a Great Tribulation that the biblical statements fit precisely within and we could see the various stages and and we saw what God did to the church that uh, and called his people out within that time frame and so forth and then on top of that to verify and confirm and and to make definite God opened up further information that showed from the flood, the flood that occurred in 4990 B.C., according to that biblical calendar, and the flood that began in the days of Noah on the 17th day of the second month. There was a time path, as the Lord said to Noah in Genesis 7, verse 4, Yet seven days, and I'll bring the waters of the flood to destroy the earth. And in 2 Peter 3, in the context of discussing the flood and the end of the world, God was discussing both. Right in the midst, God says one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day, and, and thereby spiritually signaling that you are to take the seven-day statement to Noah, and apply 7,000 years to it, to, which will bring you to the end of the world. And when we do that, from the 17th day of the second month of Noah's calendar in the year 4990 B.C., and we travel 7,000 years later, which is a very long time from our perspective, where would it fall? Well, it just happens to fall in the year 2011. That 23rd year of the Great Tribulation, when the Great Tribulation, begun on the church, was concluding. And we know the Great Tribulation concluded May 21, 2011. But where in the year 2011 would that 7,000 year timeline fall? Well, for a while we didn't know. And we just would say, well, 2011 appears to be the end of the world because of this 7,000-year timeline, and plus the Great Tribulation ends there. And look, this verse in Matthew says, immediately after the Tribulation, the sun is darkened and so forth. So it must be that the world will end in 2011. And at first, there was no understanding of the Hebrew calendar date or the date God shut the door of the ark and began to open up um, the windows of heaven to pour out the, the flood waters and open up the water from beneath to bring the deluge upon the earth until it was 15 cubits above the highest mountain. There was no understanding that that date of the 17th day of the second month of Noah matched perfectly with the underlying Hebrew calendar date of May 21, 2011. But then someone noticed, hey, hey, do you know that May 21, 2011, if you, if you look at a Hebrew calendar, It's the 17th day of the second month. That's the day 7,000 years earlier that God shut the door of the ark, shutting them in safely, and began the flood. Well, obviously, God is indicating 7,000 years from the flood falls on this day, May 21, 2011. That's the equivalent date because... The Hebrew calendar date is the 17th day of the second month. And amazingly, astoundingly, that happens to be the day the 23-year Great Tribulation concluded. Now, just think of all the possible dates and all the possible numbers. And 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 nobody, of course, could orchestrate something like that. No one could make those kinds of things fit to bring about a date that God recorded in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, thousands of years earlier. He, he had Noah write about it. And then for God's people to learn from this biblical calendar of history at the time of the end, and to lay it out, to lay the framework out, in a generation at a time when the church is incredibly apostate. Obviously, that fallen away statement in Second Thessalonians 2 fits perfectly this uh, most evil end-time church. And to lay it out at a time when the world has gone after sins in, in, in just a, an abominable way, that has never been seen before in history and to lay it out a great tribulation of 23 years to have the dates or may 2188 the beginning september 7th 1994 the transition after 2300 days may 212011 the concluding date the end of the latter rain the end of the great tribulation and then to learn of the 7,000-year timeline from the flood falling on that year, but further, to have the date of May 21, 2011 match exactly, perfectly, precisely, with the day God shut the door of the ark, is beyond coincidence, beyond numerical Possibilities for coincidence. Well, yes, you can come up with some astronomical number that, that would say it's a possibility, but it would be astronomical. And there was the hand of God pointing to that day. Yes, you're correct is basically what this was confirming. You're correct about the end of the church age, the time of the judgment on the churches, the duration of the Great Tribulation and the duration of judgment on the churches. You're correct about the beginning of Judgment Day itself. It will be that day. That's why a basically conservative individual like Mr. Camping went full steam ahead and was absolutely convinced and with the beloved Ministry of Family Radio devoted all resources, all resources to get that message out to the world because God locked it in. God confirmed it in a way that you just don't see in, in other areas. There was absolute confirmation. This is the day. This is the day everything fit together. The, the world must end. The Bible says, surely there is an end. The characteristics of the end time generation firmly in place. And then, number three, and, and finally, there was biblical evidence, the biblical calendar of history overlaid this time. It's not a hundred years ago, or five hundred years ago. It's not a faithful church in any sense. And it's certainly not the world of a hundred years ago, where people were restrained to large degrees concerning the things they would say or do. Look around, is there any restraint upon the words that people use, upon the things that people do? No, it's completely unrestrained for the most part. And a hundred years ago were men marrying men, and women marrying women, and the government approving and making it law? No, never before in history. So now's the time and overlaid upon that is the Bible, the biblical calendar of history falling into place in perfect harmony. And here's the date. This will begin judgment day. And so God's people proclaim that to the world. May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. With an exclamation point. This is the day. Surely there is an end. There is an appointed day, the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 17, in which God will judge the world. And that would be the beginning. That would be the beginning of Judgment Day. And the world was warned. The world heard like never before in history, and then a further confirmation came into play or or was seen. Because the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 13 and 14, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come well there's billions of people and and so many languages uh, just just dozens and dozens and dozens of languages and and the church has fallen away how could that happen how could all the world hear god says the gospel of the kingdom must first be preached in all the world and then will come the end well the Lord opened up the electronic medium to make the world accessible. And then God gave a platform in the electronic area to a faithful ministry at that time, Family Radio, and to a faithful man of God, Mr. Camping. And the gospel went forth worldwide in an intense manner for a prolonged period of time and the waters of the Word of God, the Gospel covered the earth as, as the waters cover the sea and the message was clear, very definite. The trumpet gave a certain sound. May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. Never before in history had the whole world heard as they heard that message from the Bible and it fulfilled another important aspect of the end of the world. Thanks for joining us for e eBible Fellowship's evening Bible studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone.